This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Uh, For once, you know, Charlie, I wish we'd had the television cameras uh, on you as you raced out of the studio just as that intro was starting. (laughs) Uh, Where are you going? The show is starting. I said, yell at me if I'm I'm going too far too fast. (laughs) But anyway, I made it back. I had to sharpen a pencil. Oh, Lord. I hate a dull okay. pencil. <laughs> okay, we're going to get the lead out here, I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, it's a garden, the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, uh, Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden, giving you the phone numbers to reach Charlie, okay? Here we are, 416-360-0740 in Toronto. And anywhere else in the province, it is toll-free, my friends, one 866 740 Four seven forty. Man, you've come loaded for bear here. You've got so many announcements. <laughs> we better get moving along to well, those. Well, first off, I want to say, you know, welcome to March. Oh, man, yeah. And I know yeah. there's a bunch of snow. Look at the piles of snow out the window here. But it's all going to melt next week. I understand. Starting Monday? We get Monday, the, Tuesday, one of those days. Yeah. It's going to get up and it's going to stay up. The wow. temperature is going up. It's going to be balmy and sunny. And we're going to be in shorts and T-shirts by Thursday, I think. And I'm glad we paused here momentarily for those comments because it gave me time to say, that little bell mm-hmm. can be yours if you're a first-time <laughs> caller and you let Sebastian know, okay? And uh, the other little thing is the mantra. Uh, call early, call often, one question per call. Okay. All right. My lots duty's and done. Lots Let and me lots. just sit back and yeah. relax now. You carry Good on. Good night. <laughs> yeah. uh, lots going on. That's so right. lots to announce. Uh, all right. Quickly, right off the top. Today, from 10 o'clock until 3 p.m., the London Middlesex Master Gardeners, in collaboration with the City of London, present CD Saturday. It's at Carling Heights Optimist Community Centre, 656 Elizabeth Street in London. Admission is only $5, and it's about all things gardening. So right. take some seeds, start swapping, or go down and buy some and so get So hello growing. to my sister, Kathy. If she's there. Kathy Burke, who listen, lives in London, as well as my other sister, Frances. Oh, and do lives. they listen to this show? I, I think Francie does. Well, maybe she, she they, has to go out to the car to listen. Oh, right, she's too far. Yeah, London buildings. doesn't get yeah. great reception no. for this because uh, they have anyway. another competing station. Yeah. I think very close on the dial. March thirteenth mm. is CD Sunday in Peterborough. So that'd be next week tomorrow. George Street United Church, five three four George Street North in Peterborough. Check out seed and gardening supply merchants, environmental groups providing interesting workshops, and learn what it takes to set up your own vermicomposter. You should have one of those. A vermicomposter is where you, uh, it's right in your kitchen base. Or, you know, they use these in, kids use these in classrooms. Yeah. So it's red worms. It's your organic material, your okay. banana peels, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's shredded newspaper. Oh. And the worms just chew it all up. And every three months or so, you dump it out. All lovely soil, which is, you know, worm castings. Where would I use that in my apartment? 
It's just, it's like a Tupperware Rubbermaid. Yeah, but dump it out. Well, you would take it to Shirley's place. Or you would just go out. There's gardens. There's trees around the property on your apartment. Just just share that lovely soil with some tree or plant that would appreciate it. Okay. Okay, one more thing here. This is all, I'm trying to do this chronologically. So you've got your calendar out. Tuesday, March the 8th, 7.30 p.m., Scarborough Garden and Horticultural Society is uh, having their meeting. Martin Galloway will be speaking on Gardens of the World, and they meet at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road at Markham Road. And one more, the Burlington Hort Society general meeting is on Wednesday, March 9th, 7.30 p.m., of course, Burlington Senior Centre, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. Speaker is Eric Davies, a PhD student at the University of Toronto, and his topic... Bird diversity on native and non-native trees. Sounds amazing. Refreshments, draw, of course, all are welcome. Now, I don't want, you know, oh, okay, one more for this coming week. Don't want to miss out these things. March 9th, Riverdale Hort Society meets at the Franklin Community Centre, 7 p.m., 816 Logan Avenue. Dougal Cameron is speaking about puppies, the significance and fascinating horticultural information on the many varieties throughout the world. So that's... That's this coming week. Right. Okay. Right? But also this coming week, and you're going to want to do this, tune in to your local PBS station, 8.30 p- or sorry, 8 p.m. March 9th. That's, Guess what? You're going to have a, a good look at Charlie. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to show you her bloomers. <laughs> oh, wait. Whoops. No. Uh, the bloom, uh, bloomers uh, in the backyard. The show yeah. is called Garden Wisdom, and myself and other experts are going to talk about some of the tips and techniques for gardening, like the what to do, but also why to do it. And so 8 o'clock this Wednesday. Now, I won't be able to watch it because I teach on Wednesday nights, but it does air again on March 18th at 11.30 at night, March 19th at 9.30 a.m., and March 26th at 4.30 p.m. And the specific channel that folks would be heading for is WNED in That's Buffalo. Right. That's right. So you can just Google WNED yeah. if you like, Find and then that'll t- direct you to what station. Right. Okay. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Uh, that taken care of for the moment? For the moment. All I, right. I do want to talk about oh. this later because it's so pretty. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. But what? Okay. No, we'll leave if, that if, as a if teaser. It were, if it were television, that would really work. No, no. We'll, that up to the microphone. Nobody Folks, can see that? Nobody can see that. But they Thanks. know it's pretty and we're going to talk about it, <laughs> okay. so they're going to stay tuned to find out what I'm talking <laughs> okay. about. You know, last week, I, as uh, we went to a commercial break, which we're going to do right now, uh, and then come back and have a word with uh, Helen in Toronto, um, I, I read some of the um, the uh, testimonials for uh-huh. Sierra Sill, and the one I found really interesting. You should here, write one of these. <clears throat> you yeah. should be on this testimonial yeah. page. Well, what Betty H in Ajax had to say: Ajax. Uh, I've I've been experiencing severe hip discomfort when walking or gardening. I heard about Sierra Sill on the radio and decided to give it a try. Within two weeks, I felt relief. I've been on it now for almost four months, and I am gardening and walking again. Thank you, Sierra Sill. Now, of course, if it didn't work. The important thing to keep in mind is you can get your money back. Right, and you'll know whether it's going to work within 14 days. That is correct. Because if you feel better, keep taking those three little pills every day, completely natural mineral supplement. If you don't feel any better or you feel you know just the same or potentially worse, stop taking it. Full money back guarantee from Sierra Sill. Give them a call, one joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasill.com. And that's S-I-E-R-R-A. S-I-L Daffodils and daisies Bluebells and begonias For 
Scythia and fox clubs, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the uh, sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, along for the ride. Let's go uh, to where Helen lives here in Toronto. Hey, Helen. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Morning. Hello, Charlie. What's going on? What's going on? I've got lots of pots of tulips, daffodils, hyacinths. Ooh, sounds lovely. Yes, they are. Oh, they're so pretty. Um, Can I plant those in the garden? Yes, good idea. Because you once once they've grown in pots inside, you cannot do that again with them. So you will need to. But but before you take them outside and plant them outside, when they finish blooming, make sure you keep them as a potted plant with green leaves until they naturally just start to turn yellow and go dormant. So that's as six to eight weeks of green leaves after the flowers are done. So that would be. In the summertime? Well, are they are 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 they all flowering now? Or yes, it's... right now. Okay, so depending on the heat of your of your home, uh, the warmer the temperature, the shorter the, the flowers will last. So the less time they'll last. But the you know if you can keep it cool in your place, the flowers can last up to a week, even two ten days to two weeks. Uh, then the flowers are all crispy. You cut off just the flowers. Meanwhile, leaves have been coming up. You water, of course, as appropriate, every four or five days or six or seven days, depending on, again, the temperature in your place and the amount of sun they're in. And, and just keep them, like I said, for the next six to eight weeks, water when they're dry, keep them in the sun, let them grow, and they will start to turn yellow. As they start to turn yellow, pull back on your watering, and eventually they'll be completely yellow. So you're right, that's two months from now. So May, June, and you can take them and plant them outside at any time you want after that. I see. Okay. Well, that's great. Good um, stuff. That's thank, great, Helen. Yes, thank you, okay. uh, Frank. Uh, go out and have a, a nice lunch, both of you. We, we <laughs> are going you. to do that for sure. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. Uh, it's, still, right. it's starting to snow. It's like, it's like Christmassy out there. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just meant to mention with uh, us waving bye-bye to Helen there, that leaves a line open mm-hmm. at 416-360-0740 or from anywhere in the province, toll-free call 1-866-744-740. Hello to Josephine uh, in Pickering. Nice to have you with us. Hello. How are you this morning? We're great. Good, Good morning. Yeah. Well, it was snowing a while ago, but it's not snowing now. It's just the intermittent uh, flakes, and oh, okay. it's not staying. Good. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. We're done, right? <laughs> I have a very important question. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, I had damage to my property, and work did not commence until last year and finished in December. Mm-hmm. I had a huge garden of peonies and Solomon seal, as well as clematis, and The thing is, I had to dig up everything and put them in pots. Now, Mm -hmm. they were not little plants. They were big plants. Mm -hmm. What chance have I got of them surviving? So you did all this digging up uh, of the plants last summer? We did did it in August. Okay. And And uh, I cut back the foliage at the end of September. Right. And where did you leave the pots for the winter? They're at the back of the yard uh, underneath the cedars. Oh, okay. And what direction does the back of the yard face? The back of the yard faces north. 
not bad. Okay. So they're in the shade. They're in the shelter of the cedars. They're getting no sun at all. No. Uh, Right now, they're probably covered in snow. In all probability, there are even hydrangeas. They're huge hydrangeas. Wow, that was a lot of work to dig those all up. You better believe it. And I'm the lady that called about the uh, cutting from the uh, hydrangea plant. Oh, right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, what I would, okay, I think personally, right now, not having seen the situation and knowing that you're going to find out the, the outcome very shortly. I think you're probably going to be in luck. This was a very mild winter. The only time it got very cold was right around Valentine's Day. Right. And it was also quite chilly back early January. But we did have some snow cover and the plants had become dormant because we'd had a cold snap. So nothing was super soft and tender when it got very cold. I think you're going to find that most of these plants will have survived just fine. I hope so, because some of these plants are over 15, 20 years old. Yeah, so what you'll do is as the snow starts to go down and you can get out into the yard, take a walk back there, take a look. As these plants, you know, start to wake up, which is going to be based on temperatures and thawing and warmth, uh, you are going to probably want to get those pots pulled away from the hedge a little bit so that they are getting some sun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them more than others, like a peony, for example, is going to want to get out into the the sun. You will start to see some growth. um, and your biggest challenge is going to be when and how do I get these all planted again? Well, um, I got a great big mound of dirt to turn around and level uh, off in the garden. That's yeah, the that all well. comes first. Right. So yeah, so I mean, you're going to get that whole garden, you know, construction finished with the grading done properly, making sure you've got great soil that you're going into is kind of a good opportunity in and a I've sense. Got two composters loaded with good soil. Yeah. So you're going to get all that in there, and then you're going to take drag all those potted plants. You're going to sit the pots in the garden. You're going to stand back and look and say, okay, you know, three inches this way, two feet that way, you know, organize all these pots and then you're going to say, okay, gang, start planting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then, Charlie. All right. Good luck. Well, let us know. Let us know how that works out. Oh, I hope I can save them because, Mm -hmm. as I say, believe it or not, some of them are even older than 20 years Yeah. They came from my mother's original garden, and that was over 70 years ago. Get a hold of some bone meal so that when you are doing this transplanting process, you are throwing anywhere from one to two handfuls of bone meal into the planting holes. For all of them? All of them. Okay, then. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for your you, call. Thank you, Josephine. Nice of you to join us here on a Saturday morning. Zuma Radio, the garden show on the air. We're going to be talking to Jerry next after these words. <laughs> Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And, uh, Charlie, we have Jerry online from Stony Creek. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Oh, just before you uh, get going there, Jerry, sorry, I meant to give a plug to the phone uh, lines here because we have a couple open now, 416-360-0740, and anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Sorry, I just had to jump in with that to let folks know. It's always nice to get on early. That's great. (laughs) Good for you, Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Nice nice talking to you. Nice listening to your program all the time. Thank you. And we have a house plant, anthurium. Yeah, anthurium. Yep. Anthurium. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's very healthy, and, and for the first few years, it really bloomed beautifully. And uh, all of a sudden, it stopped, and it hasn't bloomed since. And I just wonder, is there something we can do or feed it to get it to bloom again? Have you done any fertilizing of the plant at all? Yeah. So we put usually uh, about once a month. Uh, uh-huh. 
your you know your plant fertilizer. Yeah, like an all-purpose or a flower. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what kind of sunlight do you have it in? Oh, it's it's not in the sunlight. Oh, okay. Could it's you in the living room? There, you know, there's a big window, but there's you know drapes on the window, but should be near the. Yeah, I was going to say that could be partly what's slowing down that flower bud initiation. Um, in order to get flowers on it, it does need some some sunlight. So, uh, do you ever? Yeah, um, we have a living room, and we have a, a couple plants, and we could we could put it in the or no, that pardon me, the dining room. Yeah, and they get the afternoon sun. Perfect. So yeah. here's kind of the rules with anthuriums to make them as happy as possible. Of course, you want to keep them um, fresh and clean, so that if you see any brown leaves or yellowing, that you you're always you know tending to the plant, keeping it nice and clean. Um, make sure it's in a very well-drained soil. It should yeah, be in high... hole in the, in the bottom of the Good, spot. definitely good. Uh, yeah. You need it in high light, but it does not need to be in direct sunlight. So a oh. bright spot, but it doesn't have to be direct, but definitely bright. Yeah. When you water, water thoroughly so that the water drains out the, the hole in the bottom of the pot. Yeah. And, the, you know, you'll see that water collecting in the saucer below. Let it sit for 10 or 15 minutes with that water in the saucer. If there's still water there, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 minutes later, dump that out and allow the plant to dry down before you do that again. So it might be once a week when you fertilize, or sorry, when you water. And yes. continue with your fertilizing. Uh, I would be doing it every month now right through until the fall and then cut down at that point to every two months. Every two months. And keep it out of, out of drafts? Uh, that we know when the white flowers said the water goes through <laughs> very, very quick. Yeah, that happens with a lot of the potting mixes because when they, the, they're soilless peat moss based mixes. Yes. And when they get quite dried out, they shrink uh, away from the sides of the pot. So when you pour in the water, the water just goes whoosh right through. So that's why I was saying you need that saucer below to catch that water that whooshes through and let that, that dry root ball sit in that saucer of water for a good, like I say, 10 to 15 minutes, and you'll find it will absorb back up through the drainage hole. Sure. Now, if it starts to bloom, when the bloom finishes, should you just snip it off? Yep. Once it starts to get crispy, which it will, it'll turn brown, and eventually the stem will turn, you know, brown and crispy, just a pair of scissors and snip it off. Yes. Well, that's that's a very big, uh, good help. We'll certainly give it a try. Yeah. See what kind of luck we have. Oh, you know, it's a, not too hard of a plant. I, I think your biggest issue is just the lack of light is why it's not blooming. Okay, because they say it, it's the plant itself. It's nice and green. And, yeah, good. And all that. that uh, well, it's certainly an interest to talk to you. It's the first time I've called. Oh, 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 oh wait a minute. We need to I give you the bell. There you go. You've got your wings. Nice to ring the bell once in a while. That's right. That's right. It gives Frank something to do. <laughs> Keeps him awake. We have to keep him busy. That's right. Yeah, I get in trouble anyway. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jerry. Thanks for calling, Jerry. Oh, thank you very much. Welcome anytime here at Zoomer Radio, the Garden Show uh, on the air. Don't be a stranger, like Don't, you like to say. That's right. Coffee's always on. Exactly. Well, uh, we're going oh, out. You to, know where this yes, is. Yes, I do. Zephyr, which Zephyr. is near Uxbridge, and we have Marie online. Good morning, Marie. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. Um, I'm having a little problem with my African violets. Hmm. There's some white things on the leaves. They're little. Do you know what I... Do they fly? I don't think they do. White. I'm just sitting on the leaves. They're white. 
uh, okay, now, mm, if you look closely, do they look like a little piece of cotton? Like a little no, kind of fuzzy? No, they look like a pinpoint. Mm-hmm. That's pretty little. But, yeah, they are little, but you can see them on the green leaves. Now, they flowered all winter. Mm-hmm. Ever since I brought them in from the sunroom, they flowered. But now the flowers are just kind of drying up on them. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And I think it's because of these white things, but I don't know what to put on them. Well, it's interesting because African violets have very furry leaves, very, very furry. Yeah, yeah and they do. Ve- and very few insects like having to work their way through all that fur to get down to the leaves. Um, now, the insect that comes to mind that could be causing you some problems is... Uh, called mealybug. Do you, you don't have a magnifying glass of any kind, do you? Well, I have my glasses on. Okay. <laughs> so... And they're on the stems, too, going down. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, so they do they look waxy or, like I said, a little bit like a piece of cotton? Um, well, a cotton, cotton's... <laughs> you, know, you know, just like a little tiny, like, the, see, mealybug is an insect that covers its body in a waxy secretion that's white. And it, it just sort of has a certain look to it. It's a bit of a funny, well, okay, here, what I'm doing, because uh, honestly, I've, white fly is a very problematic insect on um, many tropical plants, but white fly wouldn't go near African violets because they would hate all that fuzz, right? Uh, oh. And so that's sort of my, my thinking here is I'm just trying to what possibly could... Uh, well, you know. I did try with a little bit of rub and alcohol on some of them, mm-hmm. but it didn't mm-hmm. seem to have any effect. Mm-hmm. You don't think it could be... When you water, do you water from the bottom or the top? No, I'm watering from the top. You don't think that the white stuff you're seeing could be um, uh, salt or no, chlorine? No, or, you know, it, it's for it's sure it's... on the leaves, and I always lift the leaves up and water underneath them. Uh-huh. And you, for sure, you think it's that's an it's alive, whatever it is. Well, I guess I'm just. I can't see that it moves, but hmm. you know, it's on the stems going down into the plant on some of the stems. Hmm. I just don't want it to die. No, of course not. So, okay, you know what I would do? I would start by. Getting a bucket of water, you know, fill a bucket with some water, mm-hmm. let it sit out overnight so that it'll be room temperature, yeah. and then give this plant a bit of a wash. So take the plant when it's time to water it. Don't do it when you've just watered. And you're going to actually immerse the plant under the water. So okay. the whole plant's going to go down. Thing. Yeah, leaves and all. And then you're going to let it drain. So you're going to let it sit in the sink for, you know, a couple hours just to make sure that water drains out. If there, it could be dust, it could be, you know what I mean? It could be like salt, uh, um, sort of not stains, but almost, you know, it's where salt, precipitation of the salts and the fertilizer sometimes will come out. Just And if it could even be an insect, but the bottom line is you're going to try and wash, just give the plant a wash, just plain okay. water, and see what happens. If, if it still shows, I mean, something on there, then see if you can take a photograph and email it to me, or even just send me an email and remind me about this if you're still concerned, okay. and I, I'll respond and come up with uh, what could be on that. I just... 
African violets are just not very tasty to very many insects. It's just a really rare problem. They, I didn't think that they like to have water on their leaves. No, not normally, but it's just going to be a way to try and give it a, a thorough, you know, yeah, start fresh. Up. Like give it a spring cleaning, so to speak. Okay. Well, uh, that's what I'll do. Then. All right. And Thanks so much. You're very welcome. And Frank's going to give out my email address so that if anybody does want to email me, they can. Absolutely. Okay. Here. Thanks, Thank, Frank. Thanks, Thanks Marie. Charlie. All right, Marie, have a great day. And Zephyr, um, let's see. Okay, Charlie's email goes this way. C.Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. Okay, and, and she always appreciates, of course, uh, words from you and pictures of whatever problem you might have. That, that yeah, helps. I mean, that might be a hard one to take pictures of because yeah. it's really small it's item. But, you know, if Marie thing. can do it, that, that helps a lot for sure. Right. Well, we've met our Waterloo, for gosh sakes. <laughs> uh, Marnie from Waterloo on the line. Hello, Marnie. Welcome to the show. Good morning, and how are you this morning? <laughs> Great. Good. Just... I just have a, a wonderful story to tell you that Great. I have two Christmas cactuses. There's about, oh, well, they're probably six or seven years old, one white and one red. Mm-hmm. And they usually bloom in November before Christmas mm-hmm. when they're finished at Christmas. And they did that this year again. But they've started blooming again. Nice. And they're absolutely beautiful and filled and filled with blooms. <laughs> So I just thought that was kind of a phenomenon that you should know about. So where do those Christmas cactuses, where are they located in your house? we have a Mm semi-sunroom, and they're in the window. Mm -hmm. And it's an easterly uh, window, but we don't get a lot of early morning sun because of all the high-rise around us. Okay, but what do you set your thermostat to at night? Well, that room is cool. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why they're blooming like that. Yeah. They're very much responding to the temperature. Yeah. Ca- Christmas well. cactus will con- will continue to set buds as long as you can give them a cool nighttime oh. temperature. And oh, and yeah, it's funny. I got an email from one of the listeners, and she said yeah. she's having a lot of fun with this because mm. yeah. she's playing with these Christmas cactuses. Like she's got them blooming sp- alternately now, and yeah. she's on I think her fourth bloom in the last five months Is because just by okay. by playing with the cool night temperatures and. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're looking well, after the plants, watering, fertilizing on occasion. Yeah, yeah I, I do uh, fertilize and, and, and uh, give them I, some they, light. They dry out quite, you know. Yeah, do make sure they dry right down between waterings yeah, and then yeah. water thoroughly. Yeah, I have a meter that I check the bottom of Perfect. the pot. Perfect. You know, but anyway, I just nice. want you to know that. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> if, I were, if I were savvy, I would have sent you a, a photo. <laughs> I, I, I'm not good at that. <laughs> no worries. Thanks okay, so much enjoy for calling. Your show very much. You're Thanks very so welcome. Much. Thanks, Marnie, and. Uh, we, you know, just the caller before, actually, it was uh, Marie in Zephyr, mm. who had the little white bugs. Well, we've got uh, Siva on the line, and apparently she is experiencing some of the same thing with the plant she has. Uh, good morning, Siva. Welcome to the show, Charlie Dobbins. Good Garden morning. Show. I just wanted to say that last week I called about these little white That's bugs right. on my parsley. Yep. And they they do look like little cotton puffs, you right. know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but I took some water, soapy water, and I sprayed, and mm-hmm. they seem to be disappearing. Okay, so that's good. And me, what, because soap and water will kill insects. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but make sure it is soap and not detergent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. And but parsley is a something that you can give it a proper soapy bath yeah. and and then rinse off that soap, of course, and then back into your sunny location. So good for you. It's called mealy bug. Mealy bug. If, yeah. if that's what you've got going on. Yes, and I, th- I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good. Well, thank you. And one so, quick question about the sunflower seed. When you see these huge heads, 
mm-hmm. and you take a seed from them, they never grow back to be the same size. Why? Oh, well, because those huge, tall Russian mammoth and the, the monster sunflower seeds, those mm-hmm. are hybrids. Okay. And they will not breed true. Okay. Right? Thank you. You have to buy more seed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, and thank you for joining us here on Zoomer Radio AM 740 as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And let's see. Um, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a little bit of a break right now and uh, then come back and have a chat with Pat in Coburg. So hang tight there, Pat. And, and the, meanwhile, just before we hear from uh, some of our other fine sponsors, uh, Charlie and I both take Sierra Sill. And why do we recommend that? Well, if you have any soreness, stiff joints, that sort of thing, Sierra Sill can help you out. It's a totally natural product that was discovered in the Sierra Mountains. It has been rigorously tested, including double-blind placebo-controlled trials for safety and uh, efficacy. And uh, you are, you know, guaranteed it'll work or or your money back. Yeah, now, what kind of deal is that? Well, that's right. And it... It's a, it's like you said. It's a completely natural supplement, and it really, it's it's quite magical. Like yeah. it, how it works, we don't know, but it 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 certainly it's not just joints that get oiled in the process. It's a it's an all body uh, care regime that seems to come from this this particular product. So it, you know, like I said, I've had really good experience. Elliot swears by it. My mom w- used to say when she took Sierra Soul, she said. I'm like so frisky, like just get out of my way, <laughs> passing everybody on the track. You well, know? there you are. She, and, you know, she's like 85 years old at the time. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a pretty effective product for all of us. So for more information, give them a call at one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasil.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden, welcoming Pat from Coburg to the line. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Morning. Um, I have a suggestion for the lady with the white stuff Mm -hmm. on her African violets. Yeah. I have grown violets for years and years, and I think I've experienced everything. <laughs> okay. I even know how to save them from pot rot. That's cool, yeah. I think she's got mildew. Oh, okay. From and too much to get. If moisture. I don't know where you can get it now, but at the time I experienced it, I could get powdered sulfur. Yeah, but you can get that now. In uh, a liquid thing. You should be able to get powdered sulfur, too. Um, the garden centers are just filling up their shelves now in preparation for all the snow melting. Yep. So, um, where is I she? I suggest she gets a From hold Zephyr. of some kind of sulfur. If it's powder, you just put it on a Q-tip and kind of put it on all the spots. Mm-hmm. If it's the liquid, of course, you just spray it on. That's right. So, if Marie, if you're still listening, uh, you're closest. In, you've got Uxbridge close by, so you've got otter greenhouses, uh, you've got Uxbridge nurseries, you've got a few places you could shop for liquid or powdered sulfur, and I think you're probably right. It probably is just that, because there's just no insect that... You've never seen mealybug on African violet, have you, Pat? Uh, no. Okay. No, I have not. Me neither. Okay, good stuff. All right. Probably mildew. I'm writing this note to myself, and I'll just make sure that Marie knows as well. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. 
Thank Have a great you very day. Much. You too. Alrighty. Appreciate your support and ideas. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, the answers are out there in the a- audience. Absolutely. If they're not coming from your lips, they're coming Somebody's from Somebody's got an answer. No, <laughs> I know. Right. That's the amazing. See, gardeners are such nice people. Right? There you go. They just share. They don't even, you know, there's no competition. It's all about there helping are, each other. There are no borders. There are no walls no. between Canada and the U.S. so far. <laughs> and, and so we're going to just you know, walk right across the border and say hi to Richard in Fredonia, New York. Hi, Richard. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. And I have an, or- an orchid that's been around a while. We've had some nice blooms last year. Mm-hmm. And now we got these stems, new stems. I think they're stems, new stems coming. Cool. They're silver with a little green tip on it. No, it sounds more like a root, but carry on. Are they going oh, up? Yeah, or? I, wonder, I wonder if it's a root or it's a stem. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll know it's a stem because it will be completely green and it will go up. It, it will kind of go sideways, but it'll still curl up. Okay. I can see it's, it's not trying to go up yet. That's what I'm yeah. concerned about. I wonder if I should get the stakes in there. No, or... no, no. Leave it alone. Particularly if it's got that silver kind of a coating or casing, that is a root. Oh, okay. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with roots above ground. That's very normal. That's what orchids do. Oh. Okay. So it sounds okay. happy. Get out your fertilizer. Make sure it's getting some bright but not direct sunlight. You right. know, water appropriately. It sounds like you are. You've got new roots coming, and that's perfect. And you will see flower stems. Typically, you'll get one at a time, but if you're really lucky, you'll get more than one at a time. Oh, great. Okay. Well, thanks, Charlie. All right, Richard. Thanks for calling. By the way, Richard, are, are you a first-time caller, or you've been on the show before? Bye. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, Frank, I didn't catch you. Oh, that's okay. I'm just wondering if you are indeed a first-time caller. Oh, no, I'm not. No, okay. I've called several times. Thank oh, you. Right. You guys are great. Oh, bless you. Thank heart. you very much. Have a great Take day. Take care. And thanks for joining us here on the, yeah. the uh, Zoomer Radio Show, The Garden Show. <laughs> Zoomer Char- Radio Dobbin. Garden Show. Yes. yes. It was a whole and month, wasn't it? Franklin Proctor. Exactly. Marilyn in Seaforth joining us now. Hi, Marilyn. Hi, how are you? Great. Hello. Good morning. Good. Um, I live in a housing complex here, like it's an apartment building, Mm -hmm. and right by the front door there's a small uh, flower bed. It doesn't grow very much in it, and all the cats like to use it for a litter box. It's in an area where there's huge maple trees and um, a lot of tree roots in this uh, flower bed, and I'm wondering about uh, that kind of thing. Is it good for the plants, like like a litter box? <laughs> well, interest, very interesting question. Eventually, cat litter, or cat poop, once yeah. it's decomposed, it has lots of sometimes good bacteria, um, you know, micronutrients, uh, organic material. Initially, though, we, the thing we worry about with any mammal's excrement is that it could have some nasty bacteria in it. Yeah. Just, but you know what? The main thing is, I mean, cats will often use loose soil as litter boxes. You, there's not much you can do to stop them. No. Make sure when you're gar- <clears throat> excuse me, you're gardening, you're wearing gloves. Yeah. So, and you, if you have any particularly open wounds in your on your hands, make sure you wear gloves when you're gardening. Um, <clears throat> if the cats are really bugging you, you don't want them to do that. You can go to the dollar store, buy a yeah. bag of forks. 
break the handles yeah. off yeah. and then stick the, the the tines of the fork up into the air, but yeah. sink them down just under the level of the soil. So it looks like a smooth garden with smooth soil, but just below the surface, there's all these little tines uh, sticking up. So when the cats go to dig, they it's a very uncomfortable experience for them, and they will stop digging there. Uh, okay. So it's just okay. a, a, a Lee Valley uh, and other stores could do this. Sell a mat that you s- just lay in the garden, and again, it's those sharp little tines, <clears throat> okay. you know, about a half an inch tall, and you just okay. lay that in the garden down that half inch so you don't see it. But again, uh-huh. the, the cats won't want to dig. So if it's really okay. bugging you, but they're going to have to, you know, go somewhere. So it's always one of those, you know, catch twenty twos. If they're not going to poop there, they're going to poop somewhere else. Well, nothing ever grows in this uh, little flower bed, and I was wondering about approaching the landlord about digging it up and getting rid of that soil and maybe putting rocks in there or something because hmm. it's in an area where it doesn't get sunlight. Right, so it's and never very attractive. Yeah, if it's not attractive and it's just a bunch of little hills of cat poop, yeah. it would be better to, yeah, exactly, sod it. Or if it's pure shade, yeah, some rocks or something that, that might be a, more attractive. Okay, so what would you do with that dirt? <laughs> um, when, the, when the snow went away just a, a week or so ago, mm-hmm. like you could see all the... The poop there. Yeah. So and you, it, like it looks terrible. Right. So what you do is you, um, well, do you, in Seaforth, do you guys have green bins or you have organic pickup at, or, or organic waste disposal? Yeah, we do. We have a compost uh, place. Yeah. So get one of those bags that you use, the compostable bags, go out there with a trowel, trowel all the visible poop into one of those bags, and then dispose of it that way. Frank, you should oh, see the gee. look on Frank's face. What a, what a lovely job. <laughs> Well, it's like cleaning a litter yeah. box, sort of. Then, once the you know obvious poop is gone, um, yeah. and if you are going to, say, fill it in with river rock and you need to drop the level down a half an inch or so, just scrape out some of that soil. And you can spread it on a lawn. You can put it out yeah. into another garden. I wouldn't worry about it that way. Then yeah. cool. lay down some landscape fabric and uh-huh. then put your river rocks or whatever on top of that, and nothing should grow up from below okay. the rocks. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I think that's that's good advice. All right. Thank you very much, Marilyn. Thanks for calling. Yeah. <laughs> We're when, gonna have a good visual. When for you want to know the latest poop, boy, oh boy, just check in <laughs> with Charlie Dobbin here on the Garden Show, and we have to take a little bit of a break here, but we're coming back to uh, say hi to Doug in Lindsay after these words. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of The Gardening uh, Show here uh, welcomes from Lindsay, Doug. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Morning. Morning, Charlie. What's going on at your place? Uh, I'm wondering about corn gluten. Your, your mm-hmm. thoughts on the effectiveness as far as weed control, and if so, when should be put, applied? Excellent question and good timing. Corn gluten is what we call a pre-emergent herbicide. So it does control weeds, but how it does it, it stops the weed seeds from germinating. If you're going to use corn gluten as an effective weed control, you must put it on before. Well, the rule of thumb is when the forsythia are blooming, so the yellow shrubs are blooming, 
it's time to get the corn gluten out now. Uh, because when the when the forsythia starts to bloom, then it, the big seed problem typically in our lawn area is things like crabgrass seeds, also dandelion seeds, and, and even, you know, violets and other seeds are sitting there waiting for optimal conditions so they can grow. You get out the corn gluten and the seeds will not grow. Should I just put it on now right over top of the snow? You could put it on as long as you're not on a steep uh, uh, embankment where it would wash away in heavy rain. No. How long after before I can apply fertilizer? Oh, well, usually the corn gluten comes in a fertilizer mix. It doesn't just come alone. So you, you can fertilize anytime you want, So you, you know, at the same time. But the other question is how long until you can actually do some overseeding? Because sometimes and often our, our lawns do get a bit sparse and thin, and we do want to add fresh grass seed. Okay. But when you're using corn gluten, then your grass seed won't grow either. Right, no seeds will grow. How long is there a time frame? Uh, there is about a six-week time frame. So, six weeks from when I put it on? Well, if you put it on today, no, you'd have to wait about six weeks until after the forsythia bloom. So that might be more like mid-June before you'd be right. expecting any, you know, proper grass seed to grow. Right. Okay, because just as a thickening thing for our lawns, which we often like to do. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. uh, Thanks for your call. Hey, Francis in Unionville, welcome to the Garden Show. Hi. Thank you. Um, I'll make this quick. Uh, It's about the white, the mealy bug. Mm -hmm. I had um, an oleander and an African violet near each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, The African violet developed these white things, like powdery stuff like that. I'd never seen on an African violet before, Mm so I ended up throwing it out. Mm. Uh, Now I'm examining my oleander during your broadcast this morning and all my tips have got this white stuff on them. Hmm. And does it look like it's something alive, or does it look like it could be a mildew? No, it's not moving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it, 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 it has no, no, there's nothing flying out or moving. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of something that keeps, just, is spreading. And it's white. It's white, and, and it, it looks, looks like a little, a little cotton ball. Uh, well, okay. If you, you have access to a computer and you Google mealy bug, M-E-A-L-Y, mm-hmm. bug, Mealybugs are very difficult to kill, so I wouldn't waste my time probably with soap and water, uh, particularly on an oleander. If you have the time, you get some rubbing alcohol and a Q-tip, and you sit there with a Q-tip, and you dip your Q-tip into the alcohol, and then you touch that little white, assuming it is an insect, with the little bit of rubbing alcohol that's on the Q-tip, and it will shrivel up and die. Oh my goodness! This, all the tips look like they're getting infected. Yeah, that's a lot of sticky work. Stuff, sticky stuff on some uh, of the leaves. Too. Okay, yeah, that's a good indication that it is mealybug. Uh, okay, well, um, give that, it a shot. This is a beautiful old plant with gorgeous white flowers. I'd hate to, for it to go. Is it flowering right now? Uh, there is one, there's one tiny bloom on it. Yeah. Because the other thing, and you know, they are definitely kind of due to start flowering. Right. You could make your life a lot simpler if it's a quite a large plant. Is if you were going to prune it anytime soon, would be to prune it sooner than later, mm-hmm. and like get rid of all you know, just absolutely out to the landfill with all the the pruning that you do, and a lot of mealybugs will go out in the green garbage bag that way. Yeah. Then you sit back and you start doing a, a real inspection on what you still have in the. Pl- uh, left on the plant, and that it, the job wouldn't be nearly as onerous to uh, to eliminate the mealybug. 
We'll try that. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for Francis. your call. Yeah, leaving you with a job to do. No. <laughs> a lot of Q-tipping along the way. <laughs> well, that's why pruning at first might be a good idea. You got it. Hey, we've got time for one more call. As it, long it, as it's a fast one. Well, already. Susan Hamilton, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. It is, it is quick. You were talking to the previous gentleman about putting on his corn gluten when the forsythia blooms. Yeah. I'm sitting at my breakfast table with a bouquet of fresh forsythia <laughs> blooming on my table. I know, but those were forced. Those yes, aren't blooming outside. But I heard it on, either on your show or in our local paper here, Kathy Renwald in Hamilton writes a garden column, to mm. cut some forsythia oh, bushes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Put them in some water, yeah, and it yeah. took about a week and a half, Lovely. and I have forsythia on my table, Aww. which makes me feel like spring. Oh, good. Good story. Well, th- and that's right, but they aren't naturally blooming outside. No, no, yes, no, we're tricking no, but them. I like to tell people I'm in the banana belt in y- Hamilton, you are. so I have forsythia <laughs> blooming. It's a great idea to do that. What a great way to cheer yourself up on a snowy day. It is. Now, I have a quick question also about my orchids. One of my orchids is limpish. The leaves are not fat and strong, and they're not shiny. Mm. But there seems to be good roots or some roots there. What am I not doing? It's probably too much water. Usually when a plant goes limp like that, it's it tip, we usually kill plants with too much water rather than not enough. Okay. Um, you could, when, Did you recently transplant that orchid? Well, I did because he was wilty. So I put oh. him in a fresh pot with the holes in it and the mm. bottom and everything. Okay. And, and that, he has flowered before, but how, he's just... How long ago did you transplant? Um, oh, it's probably about two months ago, maybe. Okay. And it doesn't hasn't perked up? It hasn't perked up. Okay. If it's going to perk up, it's going to do it in the next month, just because the the weather changing, the spring okay. coming. Be very careful with watering. Hold back underwater rather than overwatering. Okay. All right. Let okay. us know. All right. Thanks, thanks Susan. Thank, Thank you. you, Susan. And thanks to all our callers today. Gosh, yeah, I think we broke a record. Yeah, well, uh, uh, 12, 12. Yeah, callers 12 callers. Yeah. So I guess the moral, though, is call early. Call often. But one question per caller, because <laughs> right. we ended up with a big lineup at the end there. So if you don't want to, you know, get a busy signal, yeah. call early. Man, uh, the studio uh, that we look into uh, and manned by uh, Sebastian, it is crowded. They're going to have a huge show there today, The Voice. I guess they're all driving in, too. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, thank you, Franklin. You're welcome, Charlie. And uh, so we're off to uh, High Park to enjoy some uh, snowfall in the trees. Yep. And I'm off to Campbellford afterwards to visit a friend. So, um, yeah, lots Very of good things. Good. And you're back later with your show. I will be back, and I have uh, oh, a whole bunch of family stuff to talk about. It's kind of fun. All right. Well, thanks, Frank. Thanks, Sebastian. Thanks, callers. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.